Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Trust and Believe. I'm your host, Sean T. I really appreciate you being here. And today we have a really exciting interview, not only because we are interviewing someone that is a part of a brand that I was attached to because I, you know, I love buying things on Instagram ads, but Mason Robinson is a part of the Chubby's brand. And he is going to talk to you guys about not only how to be all inclusive and races and sexual orientation, but we also go a little bit deeper into therapy and how Chubby's is a part of mental health in a really big way. I think a lot of you are going to really enjoy this interview and you're going to feel it in your soul. So get ready to trust and believe. What's up? This is Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm kicking this off with chubbies because the reason why i wanted to have you on the show is because i am absolutely obsessed with the brand (laughs) for those of you who are watching on youtube i have it on my shirt i'm honored to be here thank you so much um for having me and your support of the brand means the world to us so thank you okay i just need to know first of all why you started the brand. We'll, we'll find out about you in a minute. I just need to right. know why you started this brand because I'm so excited to find out. What I should clarify uh, is I'm not technically a founder. There are four co-founders. The five of us went to school together. I've kind of been involved since the start, but technically this is kind of a funny story. Um, the four co-founders are Tom Preston, Kyle, and Rainer. And Tom actually reached out to me back in 2011. And he said, we're going to move out of our San Francisco apartments. We're going to buy an RV. We're going to live on Ocean Beach to save money and put that into a company that sells Hawaiian shirts and short shorts, uh, to which I said, no, thank you. I, I don't, you know, good luck. I think you got a chance, but I, I was comfortable and I, I wasn't ready to take that risk, frankly. Um, but they started the brand pretty much because they felt the fashion industry at the time was operating off of exclusivity. We're cool because only, you know, these elite uh, body types can wear us or our price point is inaccessible. And that felt very jarring um, to 
how they wanted to experience the world um, and fashion in particular. They also were really in admiration of their um, father's style. Retro was appealing. Um, one of the founders came from Gap, so he had some some industry experience in apparel. And they thought these short shorts are fantastic and they would wear their father's shorts and get a lot of positive comments. Um, they ended up taking 25 pairs of shorts in a backpack to Lake Tahoe uh, and selling them almost immediately. Found them rather polarizing. Either people were like, get that away from me or this is... <laughs> This is pretty kick-ass. And then they then they thought, hey, we might be onto something. And it grew from there. I got involved about a year after the the website launched and am now going on eight years of brand growth and development. Very cool. So how did you guys come up with the name Chubbies? It certainly is a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but the um, you know, the honest answer is it was intended to be again kind of a juxtaposition to like the Abercrombie and Fitches of the world at the time where um you know you walk by the store and there are people shirtless and I know fitness is is huge I'm not saying being fit isn't something to aspire to but it also kind of felt like hey if you don't meet this body type we're not appealing to you so it was meant to be a bit of a, a name that would cultivate that sense of juxtaposition, welcoming to all body types. And if you have a few beers, you know, there's an elastic waistband, your shorts are still going to fit. Um, and I'd be lying if I didn't, if I didn't say, uh, again, the, the founders were aware of kind of the double meaning there and just thought that was another fun way to set the brand apart from kind of the standard in fashion at the time. Yeah, no, and that's one of the reasons why it caught my eye, especially the ads you guys run on TikTok. And I actually, I actually bought it off an Instagram ad. I'm obsessed. I gained 50 pounds at one point in my life. And I remember, you know, the stores that only show the super fit guys with the super ripped abs. Mm -hmm. And I remember going into those stores and buying those clothes and like, it is aspiring. It's, you know, if I wear this, you know, I can feel that way. But as I got as I've gotten older and obviously I've been in a fitness for a long time and, and really trying to inspire people to accept their body type. I just love how the ads you put out make because personally, as a gay man, like the guys you guys put on your ads, I'm like, these guys are hot. <laughs> like they're hotter than me than than like the super ripped, whatever, you know, yeah. everybody got their own type or whatever. Sure. So when I see the ads, I'm like, yes, I'm like. This is amazing because so many guys look that way and it helps them feel, you know, obviously, I don't want to use the word normal, but it helps them feel accepted. And then in addition to that, I do have big thighs and a big booty. And obviously, like I said, I'm fit, but I do have that. So I was like, let me try these. Let me see if they really fit. Let me see if they really (laughs) make me feel, you know, sexy. And so we went on vacation and I had the shorts, not the swim trunks or anything. I had like regular shorts and they just felt really comfortable and I got compliments in them. Right. So, you know, it's just to me, I just want to give you a huge shout out for really making people feel accepted and, and like feeling like they can wear something that fits and their body type is a part of, you know, very appealing and sexy. So what kind Mm -hmm. of roadblocks did you hit and when did you, when did you all like really take off? Because 
truth be told, I was with someone who was much younger than me a while ago, and they were like, or a few weeks ago, and they were like, oh my God, like Chubby's is, is the brand. Like it's the hottest thing. And I was like, I never heard of them until I was going through Instagram. <laughs> so when did you all kind of take off? Yeah. Um, that's a great question. It feels like there's been stages. Um, so mm. to answer the obstacle question, the one thing that we've really been fighting an uphill battle against, um, you know, on the topic of, of just trust and transparency, um, the founders, uh, the four of them are white cis male uh, fraternity brothers from Stanford University. Uh, and they're, they have, and we have always had an awareness that there's some toxicity in that culture. And mm. some of our in first marketing programs actually stemmed because of the connections that the founders had from um, programs designed around fraternities. We'll have college ambassadors in fraternities who will spread the word. Um, but We've also learned that that has kind of pigeonholed us into this association of white, male, wealthy, cis. And we've always had to make a conscious effort to say, you know, the values that are kind of akin to that community are not the values that we as a company or a brand share. Granted, there's mm -hmm. some origin tie, but we have always had to say, this is a brand for everybody, um, regardless of social status, regardless of race, regardless of sexual orientation, what have you, the list goes on and on. Um, and it took a while for our community to understand that. And it's been a really uh, validating, almost culminating in this podcast, like process to see um, our audience appreciate those efforts and really feel like we've come to a point where the community that we're building represents the brands that we, or I'm sorry, the values that we, we hold internally. So that's been a, been an obstacle, been a battle. We've been consciously making an effort against since, since I would say the inception of the brand. And then in terms of like just growing awareness, I think there was a moment in time in 2013 when a pair of shorts called Americas, which are the American flag casual shorts, mm. sold out just fantastically faster than anybody could have predicted. And we hit a point where the website was always under inventoried and we thought, this is real. We're going to have to, you know, invest in inventory so we're not disappointing our customers because we're getting so much traffic and and it seems like there is growing appeal and and then year over year we've been growing the next step was probably in 2016 we had 365 million cross-platform views on all of our content which for the year put us uh, according to this brand ranking you know in the top 50 brands and i think that's when terms of general awareness, we really exploded and we've just been building off that ever since. Going back to what you were talking about earlier about just being inclusive for sexual orientation, gender, you know, race and everything, you know, with it being Pride Month, I really appreciate you saying that because there were two things that really made me want to invest in a brand even more and and reach out to you guys, which was a lot of times you scroll through some of these brands that have really cool clothes and you don't see any color 
you see only white guys, you know, sometimes they head into the Latin look, Mm -hmm. but it really has this one, it seems like they're marketing to one kind of person, one race, one body type. So as I was scrolling through your page, I saw that you had, you know, for me specifically, you had black people. And then I can tell that you also cater towards the LGBT community. And I was like, yes, like that to me was just, it just popped out to me because it was just an all-inclusive brand. And that's, you know, what my brand is about. Everybody is accepted here. And so, you know, with it being Pride Month and everything, how are you including people in the LGBT community and what are you going, um, like, what are you going after? What is your goals for helping them understand that they're accepted? We have a collection called Pride is Year Round, um, which we've offered at least three, maybe this is the fourth year. Um, And what's exciting about it outside of the collection that is intended for all, but to be visually representative of support for the LGBTQ plus community is this is three, four years in a row now that we have partnered in some form or fashion with the Trevor Project, which is for for those listening who may not know, um, the leading, the nation's leading organization um, for crisis intervention and suicide prevention for LGBTQ youth. Um, This year is probably um, in terms of the action we're taking to support um, the Trevor Project, the the most we've ever done. And I I trust and believe we'll continue to build on it. But um, $5 from every product sold in the Pride collection, which launched today, goes to support um, the efforts of the Trevor Project, destigmatizing mental health, mental health services, suicide prevention, crisis intervention. And then what's really exciting is we launched our nonprofit charitable foundation called Foundation 43 um, on May 17th, so about three weeks ago. And what that enables us to do is with every sale, so if anybody buys anything at any time, indefinitely from Chubby's, a portion of those proceeds go to Foundation 43. And then Foundation 43 has partnered with Headstrong, Black Men Heal, Active Minds, but also Trevor Project. So a portion of every sale goes to support the Trevor Project. And they, what we came to realize is we need to be working with experts who built these organizations, you know, by and for the communities that, that they serve. Um, and, and then in funding those organizations, that felt like the best way that we can have a sustained impact um, in terms of helping those communities. So it's a, it's a really cool day today to be on this podcast and to be talking about this. And um, the Pride Collection, as well as the foundation, are, are kind of the culmination of our efforts to include and support these communities. How do you... Because there are a lot of, like we, we spoke about other brands before and other companies who have this fear that if they, you know, do support, you know, LGBTQ plus community, or if they do step outside of their comfort zone and who they are marketing to, especially in terms of race, they just, they get afraid. They probably feel right. like they're going to hit roadblocks or whatever. How do you, how do you help them or even people out there who may be thinking just a certain way about you know, these groups, how do you feel you could help them understand and open their mind to 
like being all-inclusive is a much better way to go. I think there are two justifications. And one comes from the place of being a human being with a conscience. Mm -hmm. And that's where it grew from internally with us. And when we would get pushback, we were very quick to say, let them go. That's not, those aren't people that we need nor want in our community. If, if you live with that hate for whatever segment of society we may be advocating for. Um, but, but, but you phrase that question in a really uh, like action oriented, positive way. So my answer on that end, the more people you can appeal to as a brand, the more success you're going to have inherently. If you isolate these niches, uh, that's, that's not a scalable, sustainable, long-term strategy. If you build a brand that says, Hey, we're here for everyone always, then you're, you know, total accessible market to use kind of a cliche marketing term, uh, expands infinitely. Right. So if you can't get there because it's like, be a decent human being for God's sake, then you could probably find a, a business case for it as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if you can't just be a good human and, you know, yeah. do it for the money, yeah. um, at least to help people feel accepted. <laughs> what happened to you in your life that made you feel like, no, like I have to push beyond, like I have to dig a little deeper in my life. I know you have um, biracial fraternal twins. I am a biracial fraternal twin and my mom is black. My dad is white. Um, on, on my black side, we've been mixed, um, you know, 200 years. Um, <laughs> For years. You know, like since <laughs> slavery and that what would what would happen to slave owners and the slaves and so so my grandmother passed away um sadly last august i did a whole bunch of research on my family um and was able to trace the lineage on my mom's side the black side all the way back to census data from man like early 1800s where people in my family were denoted as mulatto the term mm -hmm. used at the time for mixed people right um so fast forward to my brother and i my mom raised us my dad wasn't around my parents were never married um but i always felt odd in that i appear visually very white um but i was raised by the black side of my family and my mom's sisters had children with black men so all my cousins you know, look like you, if not darker. I had this privilege that comes with being visually white, but this uh, understanding of the black community and the obstacles um, and the systemic oppression, um, the history of this country. So I always, I think I, I came from a place of like, again, people are people. Um, that doesn't mean that everyone has the same lot in life or the same ability to achieve. Um, there's certainly different playing fields. Um, but I think everyone should be generally accepted given it, given they're open to, you know, loving one another, appreciating one another for, for who they are without, um, these rather arbitrary divisions and labels being, being placed on people and so much, you know, importance, seeming importance on, on our differences rather than what unites us. So, so that's just my lens on the world. And I think, um, I guess that comes, that comes out, uh, in my personality. Yeah. But in a really good way. And it's so interesting. You said you're a fraternal twin, right? Yeah. And your 
Your brother or sister? I can't. Brother. Do you have a brother? I have a now, brother. is he much darker than you? He is a little darker, yeah. Is- it's so interesting because when my kids were born, uh, my husband's mother, my mother-in-law, was just like very concerned. And so, you know, initially I'm like, you know, I'm not saying like, what are you concerned about in like a negative way? But I'm just, I live in this world of, you know, we're going to raise our kids. We're going to, you know, they're going to be fine. And she's almost 80 years old. And so she's obviously been through a lot of the the tough times in our country. I'm just going to say our country, let alone the world. And so she's always been like, I'm really afraid that Silas, who's the lighter of the two, who who looks white, Mm -hmm. and he's actually mixed. Mm -hmm. But she's like, I'm just afraid that, you know, he's going to be treated much better. And Sanders going to like always kind of be treated less than because of the color of his skin. And she was, I mean, she was, she was really upset about it. And I never let it really affect me that much because I just feel like, I don't know, I feel like I have this superpower of making my kids strong and whatever. Mm-hmm. And having been through it myself, because being like, even when I was younger, I was much, I was much lighter skin than I am now. Just, you know, for, like if I showed you my, my upper leg, if you will, <laughs> um, I'm like super light. Yeah. So, and I remember being treated differently than some of my friends who were dark skin. Like it was so, and I have lighter eyes. And so, um, you know, did you, did you and your twin ever have any situations that you kind of ended up having to talk about? You know, we, we haven't talked much about it. Um, when I say he's darker, he, he's not that much darker. I think, Mm -hmm. I actually think people see in us what they, what they want to believe. Um, I think the white community can look at us and quickly just say, wide enough, <laughs> like give him a pass. I don't, I, I, I don't need to have that fear that I think a lot of people or that uncertainty or that skepticism that I think a lot of, um, unfortunately white people, um, just live with, with before they can broach barriers. Um, but I also, and I think this applies to my brother as well, get recognized and acknowledged as mixed most often by black people. They can just tell and pick up on it. Um, so I think we both have lived this hybrid experience, um, which is, I have to f- acknowledge the privilege, um, very fortunate in that the white community doesn't put up barriers, um, but the black community can 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 recognize um and you know to the extent that that's unique i i don't know but we we didn't i think between the two of us have anything too dissimilar um and only in the past few years have i really wrapped my head around you know what that has meant for me and how i and how i view the world um but it's but it's been defining and in terms of the influence on chubbies I, I, I like to assume it's been influential in the way that we kind of portray the brand um and and hope that it resonates with people of all communities hope hope that we're perceived as a brand that is welcoming to all regardless of again race orientation religion 
all of these unnecessary bifurcations. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I think it's extremely powerful. And I actually have a friend who um, she told me years ago she's a a light-skinned black woman, and she actually grew up in, um, she went to school with a lot of, I think her school was pretty mixed, I would say, but she had a a, kind of an opposite um, experience where the black people in her school were saying she wasn't black enough. Yeah. And then she would, but then also, you know, there were white people in her school to say she wasn't white enough. So she was like stuck in this place of just not being accepted. I felt like she was, um, obviously felt alone a little bit or maybe a lot of bit teased. And I, I believe that it really affected her till later in her life. Cause at such a young age, you know, you, it's hard to kind of maneuver your way through those emotions, especially as an a, a adolescent. Yeah. And, um, it's just, I just really appreciate you sharing that because a lot of people would not, <laughs> they probably wouldn't, they, it's a conversation that somebody wouldn't feel brave enough, especially, you know, what has happened in our country over the last hundreds of years, mm-hmm. but especially last year um, into this year. And so it's just really nice to have someone be able to talk about it and be like, listen, I'm literally mixed and, you know, I'm able to take my mind and apply it to the things that are going to help make the world a better place. And I, I just, you know, I just want to thank you so much for just being that person. Um, and obviously, you know, filtering it into the LGBTQ community, because I also sometimes say a lot to people, people who have been, you know, ridiculed against or who have maybe been privy to racism or, you know, feeling different or outside an outsider have a, a better understanding and, obviously opportunity to want to help people because they just understand what it feels like to be alone and different right. and a minority and separate. So, um, yeah, I just really appreciate that. I have so much gratitude for you, your brand, what you've done and the fact that you appreciate our efforts really is so validating. Um, and the entire team is so excited that someone like you, um, enjoys the brand, especially for the reasons that you do, which is evidence that the effort we're putting in um, is going is not going unappreciated. So, right back at you. Thank you so much. Um, I'm very excited, obviously, to be here, but to continue this relationship and um, hopefully can manifest some pretty cool partnerships down the line. Even in my brand, being a gay man um, in commercial fitness. And, you know, quick, funny story that you may not know, Alex, who's the producer of this podcast, Uh um, she planned my husband and my wedding. And so at our wedding, she after our wedding, she posted a photo on Twitter that said, you know, 
I forget what it said, but she was congratulating us. And the blogs went crazy, like, Shanti, you know, from Insanity comes out as gay. And we're looking around like, bitch, I've been out. (laughs) You know, I'm like... I'm like, once I told my mom and brother at 21, I'm like, and when was I in the closet? You know, so it's just like this really kind of funny thing. But I actually, prior to that, because I had been living an openly gay life for a really long time. And so when we talk about brands, it's just really interesting that it took a few years for the comments in my social media and and the reviews to diminish from like, oh my God, I can't believe you're gay. Right. You're a waste of a man. You know, all of these, you know, really right. horrible things. And it used to really get on my nerves. And now I think it like it happens once every six months instead of every day. Right. And I don't know, just just uh and then I felt like just like with Chubbies when I was was like, okay, well, people are going to tease me. Then I need to be really vocal about this and really talk about my family and my life. And I did take a hit in the brand. Like there were people that unfollowed or whatever. And now it's on the rise because people are seeing that, you know, not only am I, it's less about being gay and being all inclusive, you know? Yeah. I, I love, I love that. That gives me so much hope. That is something we've seen with Chubbies as well over the years of repeatedly, outwardly, emphatically messaging, we're here for the black community. We're here for the LGBTQ plus community. Um, You start to see, and we have the most fantastic customer service team. um, And they'll attest to this. We would get horrible, hateful messages um, at at an unfortunate frequency. Um, But as we've just continued to persevere and say, this isn't a debate. We, we're not, you know, we're not <laughs> soliciting suggestions here. This is this is the fact about how how we're operating this brand. Um, the people who can't come around have have left. We're not the brand for them, so be it. Um, but we have amassed an even larger following because there are so many people who appreciate um, that approach, and that gives me a lot of hope. Um, you know. For, for brands like ours, for brands of the future, where you can be a brand that genuinely stands for everyone and everything um, and not have to worry about diminishing following, but rather gain traction um, from that perspective. How can people out there really, besides purchasing you know, a product, how can they support some of the organizations that you guys, are, what you have started and are part of? Right. Um, Foundation43.org is the uh, philanthropic foundation we just launched last month. And then the partner organizations, I would just encourage people to check out. Headstrong provides, um, they all have a mental health access um, aspect. (laughs) Um, But Headstrong is focused on veterans and healing the hidden wounds of war. So they provide cost-free mental health services to veterans. Mm. Trevor Project, we've talked a bit about, um, and that's the crisis intervention, the suicide prevention for LGBTQ youth. Black Men Heal is a really cool organization that provides mental health services for men of color. And they have a sort of tailored approach to 
um, therapist assignment. So ensuring that people are matched with mental health experts um, who understand the um, granularities of how mental health um, is viewed in the Black community, um, which is a really exciting organization to be with, working with. And then Active Minds is a youth college-aged organization or organi- an organization focused on providing mental health access and destigmatizing mental health for youth, young people in, in college colleges. And they really activate college campuses around the country. So I would encourage um, all the listeners to check out Foundation 43, as well as those four um, organizations that we've, we've partnered with if they want to be a part of the movement. You know, we here at Trust and Believe, we are um, uh, sponsored by Talkspace. So we are really big into therapy, and I've had a lot of therapy in my life, and um, it really helped me tremendously. It seems as though there's a lot of mental health um, advocacy within the organizations that you're a part of. Have you had experience with therapy or have um, like anybody on your team? Because it seems like it's an integral part of the growth, especially for your customers. Yeah, it is um, certainly integral. I personally probably have not done enough is what I would say to that question. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've had a few sessions and what I, what, what I want to acknowledge is everybody that I really admire is pretty actively engaging in therapy and also talking about it openly. Um, I'm not sure what it's going to take. It's kind of on my like list of things I know I need to do, um, but just haven't gotten over the hump. And maybe this conversation will be the uh, straw that uh, gets me there. Um, But in terms of internally at the organization, it is something that we've prioritized offering. um, And the tele, I'm not sure if you call it telehealth, but like the virtual sessions um, is offered through our um, health plan. And I know that we try to make space for conversations that are not work-related, that are aimed at sharing, especially how the team has been feeling in the past year with the pandemic, um, with the um, events of last summer, um, with the more recent events that are are affecting all types of communities. What what we're making a conscious effort for is to to provide space um, for conversations that aren't work-related. Because at the end of the day, your team performs best when they're mentally healthy, happy, sound. And if, if our opinion on the matter is if you don't allow for that um, to thrive, then uh, you're, you're, not, you're doing your, your team a disservice. I will say this. Be, be, having been through a lot of therapy in my life, I, it enhances everything. Yeah. Because it's just kind of like what you said, if you provide that space or allow that space for even your employees or the team members, um, you're really able to live in a freer space, you know? So 
if you get around to doing more therapy, let me know. I would love to be nosy off, off, uh, off camera just to like know, you know, because I just feel like you have so much depth in the way that you were raised and the fact that you did a, you did a lot of history or family history and, and tracing your past and being aware of the things that are hap- that have happened and how you were raising your own life and really being able to apply and add value to that in your company is something that, you know, I just think is amazing. And going to therapy or having more therapy would even enhance that a little more. Uh, what is your definition of trust and believe? And Ooh. how would you help people trust and believe in who they are? Ooh, okay. First, I want to say I'm going to, I'm going to use this moment to, to get into therapy. I think this is just such a cool experience and to have Shanti, you know, advising me, I have, I have to take that to heart. So I'm going to, I want to use this as a, as a, as a platform um, to, cause I know, I know you're right. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, so this, this I think will be a pretty seminal moment. Uh, my definition of trust and believe. Um, so I don't have this pre scripted, but from the heart, it feels like it stems from understanding, appreciating, and loving yourself. And if you can get there, um, then you can believe in yourself and you can accomplish the things that you set out to, especially I'm actually a big believer in vocalizing your, um, your goals, your initiatives, the things you want to accomplish. But I think so many people, um, encounter obstacles that are merely mental constructs that need not be there because they're dissatisfied on some level with themselves. And if you can trust and believe in yourself, um, then anything you set out to achieve, I think is you're inherently capable of. And that outlook on life is, as you were saying, so freeing. It's also exciting. Um, and, that I think is uh, the message I, I, I would put out to the world. It's like, start internally, be right with yourself, love yourself. And that, that makes it so much easier to love and appreciate everybody else. Mason, thank you so much. I will continue to wear my chubbies. Thank you. Um, and I hope for those of you out there, please go follow Chubby's the brand. It's so fun. And I'm just going to be like, that annoying person that says <laughs> just go type it in your search bank so you can get the ads because the ads are really great <laughs> and they make you feel really accepted mason thank you so much thank you sean even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 